0: Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 238, The Law of Consequences, Solar Eclipse in Aries. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, it's good to be with you. And I'm recording and publishing this podcast one day early because we have a very important solar eclipse coming up on the 19th or 20th, depending on where you live. So let's just look at why this is so important. First of all, this particular solar eclipse, which is mainly going to be seen over in the Australia area, the Far East, those sorts of areas, contains all three elements of any eclipse. It's both annular, it's also total, and it's also partial, which is very unusual. The next thing is a solar eclipse exists because the sun and the moon are in the same sign. And in this instance, it's Aries. And it's right at the very end of Aries in 29 degrees, each sign being 30 degrees. Now, we've already had a new moon in Aries. So this is very significant to have two new moons in a sign. And if we just understand what a solar eclipse is, solar eclipse is everything goes dark and then everything becomes light. So it's an enlightening experience. And so we're being shown something. Something is going to become brighter, more clear to us, both personally and around the world. So I hope you're excited by that. Now, what is ARIES? ARIES is a wonderful sign, and I know some of you may have ARIES in your chart. But there is this quality of it being very innovative, which is wonderful. Uh, Many ARIES are coaches, inspiring others, starting off new projects. But we often say they're great starters, not great finishers, because they move on from one project to the next. So you can often ask someone who's an Aries, so are you still doing that? And they say, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this now. So there's, they're great starters, great innovators, but they don't want necessarily to get burdened by, the, by what is needed to be done by the responsibility of that situation. Now, if that's Aries, Aries is the very first sign of the zodiac. So I like to see it like, the birth of a little boy or little girl and why I use little boys little boys are more likely to pick up a stone throw it at a window and say wow look the window broke so I often see it like that in a child who is exploring their environment but also exploring the consequences of their actions if I throw this stone this is what's going to happen And I think we can all remember times in our childhood where we did something, went, oh, whoops, (laughs) didn't think that would happen. But we hopefully learn from that experience. And we may learn to say sorry, but I think that sorry is often too easy a word. I think there have to be consequences for our actions. And I know in my childhood there were consequences if I broke something. I had to put some money towards getting a new one, et cetera and i think today we've kind of lost some of that where saying sorry is enough it is never enough i think we have to understand that everything we do has consequences otherwise we wouldn't do it would we when we put an idea out there into the world we're hoping for some consequences otherwise we wouldn't bother we have an intention in our mind a goal in mind that's what we're hoping to get out of this and that ties up a little bit with what i've spoken about before in Expectations. We have expectations of a result. The problem is that even when we have expectations, if they don't match what we imagined would happen, we often just move away very quietly <laughs> from the problem and saying, wasn't me that did that. <laughs> well, at this time in our evolution, you'll be really happy to know that all those creations that you left lying about are all coming home to you. They're coming home to me so everything that we've ever created now needs to be looked at from a not a judgmental level but from a level where we can say okay what did i learn from that what wisdom did i gain what am i not going to do again what am i going to do again because that's the purpose of any of our actions is to learn to grow to become more evolved become more conscious and there's no actions events experiences that we've had in our life that on some level, our soul didn't say, let's see what happens if I do this. And sadly, we often go into the place of saying, well, it wasn't my fault, which it's not about fault. It's not about blame. It's not about tit for tat. It's, and what am I going to do because of those consequences? Because of the results of those actions or someone else's actions on me, what am I going to do? How am I going to change? So that is the energy of Aries at the very end of Aries. In other words, where the moon and the sun are just now, before the sun moves into Taurus, the 29 degrees is looking back over this month, for instance, and saying, okay, I started something at the beginning of Aries. How's it gone? What are the consequences? How's it working for me? Is it working for me? What do I need to move away from? What do I need to learn from? How do I grow from here? And that's what that solar eclipse is about in these days. Now, why do I talk about consequences so much? It's because Pluto, dear old Pluto, that has moved into Aquarius but is going to go back into Capricorn, because of its connection to Capricorn, which is all about accountability and responsibility is squaring this new moon in Aries, this solar eclipse. And so Pluto is sitting there saying, I'm not here to judge you, but I am here to reveal to you the consequences of your actions. So I want this time, like the solar eclipse, to be a time of revelation. Like, wow, (laughs) hadn't looked at it that way. Because it's not just a revelation of, this action, but how did that action lead on to other actions? How did that decision, you know, so many decades ago, perhaps, lead to where you are now? And could you make different choices to create different consequences? Because that's the only way we're meant to evolve. If we choose not to look at what's happened, Then we stay at exactly the same level of, if I may say, a child in a playground, in a schoolyard. The sort of, it wasn't my fault, blame someone else, tit for tat. And I'm really quite fed up with all the tit for tat, if you understand my meaning, which is, well, he did it, she did it. I need to look at them. I'm going to get back at them. I don't really care now if I look at that in politics. I don't care who started this. What I want to understand is not... Let's move on and pretend it didn't happen. But what are we going to do about the consequences of those actions? And this is particularly the case where I was reading in the UK, where many of you who live there know that the government, in their wisdom, decided to create smart motorways. And smart motorways were, if you're not from that country, it's a freeway. They decided to take away what we call the hard shoulder, the the lane that people pull into if there's an accident. And often these freeways, motorways don't have any sidings to them. So you can't even get off the motorway. So here you are, you have a flat tire, your car conks out, something happens. And now they have taken over that lane, which used to be a safe lane and made it a normal lane for traffic. What idiot decided to do this? I am beyond words. And this was the grand plan, 20 whatever, 2030. By then we'll have all the motorways smart because this will help the congestion on a motorway by creating another lane. Oh look, there's a lane we could use the one that most people stay safe in. Well, so many years on, from horrendous deaths, horrendous accidents where these poor, poor people had nowhere to go, they have now decided to drop the scheme. Oh, it didn't work. Few people died. And last time I was over in the UK, I saw that they had created what we call lay-bys, I think, I can't (laughs) pull-outs, that if you could get there, oh, that would be great, but what about your car? You can't lift the car and put it in the lay-by if it's a mile away. I'm horrified by the insensitivity, the lack of forethought, the lack of committees or pilot schemes or whatever one needs and decent research to actually be able to do this using, one could say, common sense. Anybody could have told this was gonna be a disaster. And at the same time, I could look at the vaccine program. Whether you got vaccinated or not, I don't care. What I care about is there are millions, I'm gonna say that, not just thousands, it's gotta be millions of people adversely affected by these vaccines. Many, many thousands have died. Many are handicapped and will never be able to go into useful work again or even go to work, many of the youngsters. What happened with the pilot scheme? What happened with the idea that let's test this vaccine out and give it a proper test and look at the consequences of those tests, the results? But if you've followed anything, you'll see that even the people in the tests, in the pilot studies, once they got sick, they were ignored. oh it's it's not a problem they They are so ignored. This poor girl who I've been watching on Del Bigtree. she was put in a psychiatric unit because she couldn't be that paralyzed. She couldn't be have there those many problems. It must be in her mind i I can't even start to imagine what that must be like to be both a girl, her parents, her family. And I think of the thousands of people who have lost loved ones because someone doesn't care. And I know that as a doctor myself. One person dying was enough for me. One person should stop the whole program and say, no more. And anybody who says it doesn't matter because we saved a lot of lives, for that family, that doesn't mean anything. We all know that that vaccine program didn't save a whole lot of lives, and so when we're looking at consequences, I'm saying, what happened? And I was reading about unintentional consequences, which is an economic term, came out from the 1600s apparently, where economists would look and say, well, there were always unintentional consequences. Well, that's okay for you to say, but when it comes down to someone's life or someone's livelihood or someone's children, surely those un- unintentional consequences are very different from, oh, I don't know, some economic problem. And you, you might say that's as important, but someone's life. And they said that usually those, un- those unintentional consequences are as a result of we want economically... To have profits. And as long as the public stay ignorant, then we're all going to be fine. And that's exactly what's happening now. And this article I was reading said, well, you know, nobody surely would just work for the benefit of other people. They would be stupid to do that. Of course, they work for their own economy. Well, I know a lot of people who do wonderful work for the good of mankind and from their parts. Everybody isn't driven by economy. And yet that's how I've understood now that people who I thought would want the best for their, their people really just want the best for their economy and, and often their own economy, not necessarily someone else's. And I was listening to Elon Musk being interviewed, and he spoke about another internet CEO he was talking to, who came back at him when he said, when Elon Musk said, Well, what about people? What about the consequence of to people about AI? And this man said, Well, you're a speciist, which I'd never heard the word. But it meant you're more interested in the species than you are in economy. <laughs> and Elon Musk went. Well, yes, I am interested in the survival of this species more than the development of AI in my own financial purse. And I think that's where we're at. It's being given an understanding of, but we're doing this for the betterment of the world or the betterment of the planet, but with so little knowledge, really knowledge of what are the consequences. and. Accountability for those consequences. And I was listening or talking, I was with um, some wonderful doctors from Japan recently, and they were telling me about the education system there, or they were sharing. And education is really important in Japan, as it is in many cultures. But it's got so important that children spend all their time indoors, often on, on games or 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 some sort of computer that allows them to be educated, and they never go outside. And Japan has one of the highest levels of individuals who never leave their homes. They literally cannot leave home. And and many children are getting stuck in their houses, not because they can't get out, but they don't want to. They're so fearful of the outside world, of meeting with people. And the figures were, this just amazed me, that 50% of children had never seen a sunset or a sunrise. 50% of children had never seen a sunrise or a sunset. And that when this doctor brought corporate employees to his place, his retreat, and gave them a match, and probably a matchbox, but said, light a fire, the majority had no idea how to light a fire or what sort of wood to use or how to start a fire, even given a match. And he also gave the example of a child asking a child where do fish come from or what does a fish look like? And the child <laughs> drew a sushi. <laughs> no idea what a fish looked like. And I think that's where we're going. And that disconnect from the earth, from mother earth, is a consequence where it could be seen that education is more important than the outside world. And in other cases, it's not just education. It can be my child's happiness is better than getting them into the outside world. So if they want to play on their computers, that's fine with me or if they don't want to go out, that's fine with me. It isn't, because there's something different. I think that uh, looking at this, it's got a consequence that says, there on your computer, when you're playing games, you are the master of this. You are the Lord and master. You can do whatever you want. But out in the big wide world, it's very different. And I think being placed, not only because I think being outdoors has so many health benefits, and obviously I'm very keen on connecting to the spirit world, but I think it also makes us realize just how small we are in the big scheme of things. But when we're in our little world, we think we are gods and nothing can touch us. I think that needs to change. So my final piece on this was thinking about also those of us who are oversensitive to the possible consequences of an action. So there are those who are sociopaths who don't really care about the actions or or their actions having consequences. And we have the others who are overly aware of consequences to such a degree that it may block our actions, our thoughts, our actions, our words, because we're worried about what result will be achieved from that. Or that person won't like it if I say that. They won't like it if I do that. So I wanted to finish with just saying how many times do we expect consequences, and literally manifest those consequences because we're expecting them. I knew that was gonna happen, but we're also creators of reality, so there's a point where we are actually creating the reality that we thought would happen. So can we be both accountable for the consequences which is a brave thing to do, and we all need to do it, and it's very Aquarian, but also can we be free from the expectations or the worry of the consequences? Like, I'll take the consequences, but I'm going to speak out. And that's the power. Or I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this action, and I'm going to be aware of the consequences. I'm going to take responsibility for those consequences, and I'm going to do this. That's the power, where you are empty of all those expectations, all those worries, so you're clear in your mind, open in your heart, and fully responsible for what's going to happen. That should be true for all of us. And I would like to say that anybody who has an idea the, the role of the tribe, of the culture, of the family should be, and how did that work? And what have you learned? And how are you going to be accountable for what happened? And it's not enough just to say, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry doesn't actually tell me that you've learned anything. It's just a thing that we do in order to try and get people off our back. This is, I will never do that again, or I'm going to do that again and I will take the consequences. So this is a very powerful solar eclipse, as you can hear me say. So powerful that I hope that instead of just talking about, as I say, frustrations or you did this, I did that, we're going to see action, action that actually matters for the future not putting something right, but actually saying, we need to learn from this, we need to move forward from this, and we're doing it because we care about our species, we care about other human beings, we care about our planet and those that inhabit us with us. With all that, I send you many blessings. Let it be a good and happy solar eclipse. Until next time. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Heartspeak podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all Heartspeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. Heartspeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel, on YouTube, and now on Rumble connect with christine on instagram linkedin and facebook including her newest facebook group the great mother calling you share with family friends colleagues join us next time for another edition of heart speak